Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I was about to say the Pokemon Podcast, and I'm like, that would be a little too much, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're the only Pokemon Podcast now. Yes, right? there isn't like a thousand other ones, you know? <laughs> that would be, that would be, um, yeah, Pokemon, one of the most popular games of all time. There's, yeah, there's only one, you know, there's only one show, and we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, you know, we, we took, we took all the other ones out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah cleaned up um, the competition with our with our two episodes now you know that we're we're gonna have done <laughs> <laughs> um amazing okay uh yes you've probably seen the title uh if you if you've been you know i guess if you pay attention to the titles of podcasts but uh today we will be uh going over pokemon sword and shield so for those of you um who don't know i think we were talking about in the last show where we'll kind of be um going over different either Pokemon games, Pokemon concepts per episode. And the cool thing about this, and I think probably one of the coolest things, is that this will probably be one of the first podcasts that I do where the content is evergreen. Uh, do you, have you heard of that term before, uh, Matthew? I'm, I think I've heard it in passing, but never really had it defined. So the, the idea is, like, you can do podcasts that kind of, like, talk about weekly stuff that happened, right? And the... The the good thing is like it's up to date. People like you know if there's something like relevant in the news, people really like that. Um, but the problem is is like if you go back in four or five years and you try to listen to it, I mean it might be interesting kind of hearing someone talking about like events that are happening around that time four or five years ago. Um, but sometimes it's like okay, well if you're for instance if you're doing an esports podcast and you uh, you talk about a tournament that happened three years ago. And the results of that tournament, um, it would not be considered evergreen because people would be like, okay, why am I listening to someone talk about the results of some random tournament for three years ago? Uh, uh, so evergreen. Know, <laughs> if, if you had like two guys talking about um, an unreleased Pokemon game that would go on to be either the greatest or the worst Pokemon game ever made and they were just going off of a single trailer or something. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, to be fair, our last week's episode was timely because of the 25th anniversary and stuff. Um, but I think the good thing we did, we talked about a lot of our kind of, um, what's the word, our far away. And we'll have episodes, I'm sure, that are talking about, like, news and stuff. But in general, what I like is that, you know, uh, whether we, we review the, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield or whether we review Pokemon Yellow, um, it, you know, you can go back to it in 10 years and, like, you're not going to be listening stuff that is um, that has to keep up, right? It can right. it can just be by itself. It's an isolated episode that you can kind of nicely polish and just say, "Hey, I did this episode, and ten years later, um, it's totally a fine episode to listen to if someone's going back and playing these games." Uh, yeah, so I, I like that because <laughs> most of my shows that I do tend to be uh, timely, and so. Um, there are people that do go back and listen to a lot of them, which I, which I find is pretty funny. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I do like having these episodes kind of more focused where I'll, I'll really enjoy the fact that it's like, you know, 10 years down the line, we have uh, however many episodes we have. If I go back and I listen to them, it, they don't seem out of place, right? Right. Um, I mean, to that point. I, well, I, yeah. Speaking of getting focused, I think we should start talking about uh, <laughs> Sword and Shield. Yes, uh, yes. Those games Sword are very focused when talking about themselves. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Let's begin by, uh, you know, 
get if if someone you know is is in the time capsule of the future let's let's tell them what this game is maybe l- listen maybe this is the podcast that uh the <laughs> all all of humanity is destroyed and this is the one audio file that remains um and the, the let's give them the rundown so pokemon sword shield for those who do not know is um i guess the first generation eight is that correct would that be the correct I think terminology i think it's the eighth generation yeah and because it yeah the first of the games from the eighth generation uh of pokemon and it was announced february 27th 2019 um and it was uh and actually it's kind of funny because i i thought like oh it's gonna tell me when it was announced and when it was released i'm like i i i it was released shortly thereafter (laughs) (laughs) the most historic and accurate of things actually when did i get it uh do you do you remember okay november Uh... 15th 2019 so it was announced it is now it's now February 2019 and it was released in November 2019. There you go. I found it. Uh, yes, um, the short the the short span of time of almost a year. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'd also maybe maybe this probably should have been the the first uh, pref like something to preface the episode. Um, but I'm I'm assuming if you know you're going into a review of Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, you, you can expect spoilers. But I'll say it just in case. Uh, yes, we will be going through the plot of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. So, uh, so um, you've been warned in case you really, really uh, care about it. Um, there's some notable features throughout this game that which I'm sure we'll talk about, but let's let's dive in to the story. So uh, maybe as as kind of a um, an interesting, I guess, little exercise. How much do you remember <laughs> of the story? I remember entirely too much. Do you want me to give a brief overview of the plot? Setting? That would be wonderful. <laughs> All right. So uh, the plot opens with your main character uh, starting off in your hometown. This is a bit more of a, um, it's the Galar region. It's basically like Pokemon England, more or less. And you start off in your hometown <laughs> and... Uh, your best friend's brother is this like super Pokemon champion and he's coming to town and uh, you are going to go and meet him. You, you meet him. He gives you your first Pokemon. Then like a sheep gets lost in the woods. (laughs) You, you fight a ghost dog. That's really confusing for like the next seven hours of the game, but that's just kind of brushed aside for now. Uh, you go off on your journey, a bunch of adults tell you to stop doing anything interesting and go to the next gym already. (laughs) Um, A bunch of really cool stuff happens off screen. Um, And uh, then uh, because we're going to run out of fossil fuels in a hundred years, an executive nearly destroys the planet. (laughs) I mean, okay, an executive nearly destroying the planet is is maybe a, a trope in these games. Yeah, but he's trying, like, you know, normally it's an executive trying to trying to like actively destroy the planet for like you know some ideological goal. This guy's just like, in a hundred years, there's not going to be any fossil fuels left. I need to like harness the power of God. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it sounds really outlandish when you put it like that, but maybe I'm so desensitized to some of the Pokemon plots <laughs> throughout uh, the years that I'm like, yeah, this is totally in line. Um, okay, let's let's talk about maybe that's the general idea, and you know, you save the world, blah blah blah. Uh, there's this sword Pokemon or shield Pokemon, and I mean, I don't I don't think we have to go into every single detail. Yeah, let's talk about maybe for you some of the um. Some of the things that really frustrated you when you're kind of going through this story. Yeah, that, that's a good way to start off, because if you can't tell from my summary, I'm a bit frustrated with the plot of Sword and Shield. <laughs> Probably the biggest frustration I have with it is you're, you as a player are actively like told to stop engaging with the story. Like Every mm. single time something like... Every single time an inciting incident is happening, you're told by an adult what are you doing trying to respond to the inciting incident of a story, <laughs> you child? It's, 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 it's actually the most realistic of all the Pokemon games. <laughs> but I don't play Pokemon games. I don't play games in general to have adults tell me what to do. <laughs> I just, I just think, I just think that's amazing to think about because, like every other one, it's like, yes, this ten-year-old kid will solve the world's problems. Yeah, I mean, and like, this the, game's the... like, no, you, you do your, your, you play your games and have fun, kid. Adults will take care of this, <laughs> and then the adults fail spectacularly. <laughs> it's, um, it's not even like you can't even justify it with like this, like. I don't know, pseudo, like, uh, almost like a non-game, just like a tournament art game, right? Which, which I, I guess it kind of, kind of is. You're just kind of uh, defeating, like, it's, it's kind of like a mini tournament arc, I guess, if you want to take the yeah. plot because of the fact you're being stopped on all these turns. But it's like you can't even go that far and just say like, oh no, we made like this mini game for like six year olds, right? Where it's just like, you know, very basic, like I'm gonna be the best, right? Um, it's, it's no, no, the adults, the adults that are supposed to take care of it. Guess what, kids? <laughs> they, they, they don't know how to handle the problems so yes even though they told you to not stay out of it you're gonna have to step in, in the end i think the i think the the most frustrating part for me was um i forget the name of the town but you're leaving the like dark type uh gym mm -hmm. and you like step out onto the road and there's like a bunch there's a big crowd of people and they're like pokemon are you know uh maxing right right around the corner and they're going wild they're destroying everything and you like push your way through the crowd you're like going through the tunnel everyone's talking about the utter mayhem that they are seeing with their eyes in front of them it's a top-down game so you can't see any of this and you <laughs> exit the tunnel and it's over and your best friend walks up to you and is just like hey look there's a Facebook post about the epic fight that happened five minutes ago. <laughs> and it's just like, why am I here? <laughs> I mean, you're here because you you get to only care about Pokemon, unlike everyone else in the story. Uh... <laughs> I, I see Matt is not uh, <laughs> all too all too in trash. Um, okay, there's a couple of things I will maybe go over from my recollection of playing through this original game so uh feel free to to react okay um i think some of the first things that i saw okay so like the gimmicks so every every pokemon game 
now has like a gimmick. It has a a thing to like bring you in that's supposed to be oh so cool cool thing. Wow, wow, much wow. Uh, and that particular one for this game was the Dynamax feature, which I'm gonna tell you right now. I cared. I didn't like it all. I I think yeah. I think if I had three friends that played the game, we'd try it once. <laughs> Thought it was pretty cool, and then probably not care at all again. Uh, so, uh, the Dynamax feature, I was like, okay, it's just the gimmick. I, I wasn't like, I didn't hate it necessarily, right? It was, it was maybe like a net negative a little bit for me, um, but it was not. It was, just so it was slow. not. It was yeah. It was not anything that I was like thrilled to do, um, but it wasn't so bad that I was like, okay, this is the worst part of the game, you know? Yeah, like. Well, my problem with it was, like, it was slow, because, like, a giant animation would play every single time you wanted to use it. You could only <laughs> do it once. And if the opposing trainer didn't have an answer for it, you just won. There was <laughs> nothing they could do. <laughs> it I... basically turned all your attacks into, like, hydro pump equivalents. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, because, like, with all these, like, you know moves that you can use once kind of thing like throughout the battles i think they actually mess up the like the battle kind of becomes okay let me time my dynamax when they use their dynamax so yeah I let don't me die. time my dynamax let me time my mega evolution <laughs> uh, yeah exactly I get my z move off like oh my goodness you know it, it, the entire fight eventually essentially revolves around the gimmick because if you can't counter the gimmick, you just lose. <laughs> and like, I'm gonna be honest. I I like the you know Pokemon loop as it is. So like, I don't need these crazy gimmicks. Like that that's the reality. Like I, I do enjoy the standard loop. Um, and it's you know it's always been tough when it came to Pokemon to think of like new creative like outside the box ideas when they've already kind of done all of them. <laughs> like yeah. it it. It feels like, you know, for instance, when double battles were introduced, I thought that was the greatest thing, right? But when they become triple battles, I was like, eh. Yeah, triple eh. battles were eh. Then they're like, sky battles. And it's just like, huh? And it's just like, you can only use flying <laughs> Pokemon. And it's just like, are these mandatory? No. I'm not going to do them. <laughs> well, but may maybe that's a better design concept, too. To have a thing that might be annoying, but might be cool for some people. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think Pokemon really needs the gimmicks. Like, it has a strong enough, like, core that, like, it's survived all these years. People keep playing the games. Um, there's an entire online community about competitive battling. There's... Everyone goes nuts about the Battle Frontier because it's, you know, pure Pokemon battling with, like, some gimmicks, but they're gimmicks you can plan around and play with. And, you know, there's different ones. Yet they seem to be hell-bent on, like, this game needs to have this massive battle gimmick to it. And this is the thing. This is what I want the next, like, official Pokemon game to have. It's like, this is our big gimmick, and you're like, how are they going to incorporate this, right? And it's like a thing that only happens in, like, the first battle of the game, and then the rest of the game they have no gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Okay, focusing no. back back here a little bit on Sword and Shield. Uh, so that was that was my first thing, Dynamax, that I noticed. The second thing, it was the first time I'd played a Switch version of the Pokemon game. 
Um, so the first time that I had it on a bigger screen, I didn't play through. Uh... Let's go, Eevee. Let's go, Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't play through those. Um, yeah. So, so I this was the first time. So I really enjoyed. Just like I was really kind of fascinated being able to play it on a big screen. So that was nice um, in the beginning, just to just to have it on a on a non. Well, the Switch itself is pretty good, and then on top of it, I could like uh, plug it up. To it, yeah, to you know, screen. get off, get off the Game Boy Advance. Exactly, no, exactly. And, sorry, well, the Game Boy Advance line, you know, goes Game Boy Advance to Nintendo DS. Like, there's a lot of uh, design history in that, and then actually get on to a mainline console. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, so I like that. I like that was a big thing. Um, I actually, so when I saw the the kind of wild area right which the expansions are all wild area pretty much um there is part of me that's like this is cool but also it's like i almost felt like either you should have the whole game like this or none of the game like this because it wasn't like yes it's okay you have 3d like you can rotate all the way around but once again it's a thing that you know it's really cool for all of 10 seconds. And then I'm like, okay, like I don't care that much about this. I actually would have preferred the whole game, either do this one thing or the other thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, do one thing. Well, don't do two things. Eh. Well, I think their idea was like, Oh, look at this wild area. But then everyone looked at it. And it's like, why isn't the whole thing? It's just, you, we now have a three, like a, a third camera or, you know, a standard uh, look around the, you know, Everything every other game does, we now have. Uh, so I, I, think I don't know it also why. Also, kind of hurt the rest of the game because the rest of the game is very linear. <laughs> and so they tried to make it out like you're gonna have this like wild area. Although I will say some of my encounters in the wild area are hilarious because it reminds me of um, uh, of RuneScape, <laughs> where <laughs> where in RuneScape, um, there was what was the world? There was like. There was like a place you could battle other people who played in RuneScape. Um, the f- oh shoot, it's not all too it's not all too important yeah. what the name was, but the point was like you go there when you just start off by accident and you get completely squashed. So I just like oh yeah, let me go explain the wild area and then just like here's a level seventy Pokemon and all my Pokemon are level thirty. <laughs> yeah, well that reminded um, me of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two. You know, just some random high level thing just wanders into your. <laughs> Uh, petite little level twenty uh, Pokemon, and you just get you know, it's... destroyed. <laughs> what I find interesting, though, about the wild area in general, when it comes to c- comes to this game, is like I actually really like that aspect of exploring. Which further, you know, to to my to to some of the things I said about you know if we can have just a Pokemon Zelda game, like I think if there was a the the type of game where you could really go exploring and and you have this kind of typical open world game with Pokemon. Like that's kind of what it, what it kind of drew, drew me to. Um, and you, you know, I, I think there's a lot of good storytelling you could do with that as well. Like it could just be, you know, like it could just be like, a, oh, go capture this like secret Pokemon. But instead of it being like some puzzle or something, it's just like an open world game where you have to find this random place by accident. <laughs> or Yeah. People, I mean, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia when it comes to the older Pokemon games. Mm. Like, they really feel a lot more wide open than they, you know, actually are. And it's it's hard to say whether that's just, you know, I was a kid when playing these. Or if the design is, you know, 
just that good that they can evoke the feeling of a larger world while actually being honestly kind of restrictive. But let's talk uh, about let's talk about that kind of linear design that this game displayed, which I don't think was as relevant. What what's the last game in the series? The last game in the series would be Pokemon uh, Sun, Sun and Moon. And I will say from a story perspective or from a different field perspective, I think Sun and Moon um did a lot more you know, we'll talk about it in the Sun and Moon episode what we think of Sun and Moon, but it did a lot more creative things. I'll put it that yeah. way. No, I can and agree with, with that. It, it also executed mm-hmm. its story much better. Well, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll um, get into that. So yeah, design. Let's talk about design. Let's talk about first the very linear kind of... It's it's almost like Ash Ketchum, you know, uh, anime 1.0, uh, except there's no, no interesting side stories. It's kind of just... You're just walking through the gym badges. Yeah. You know, you're just you're you you go on a route. Um, if there's any side paths, they go five feet to a pokeball for you for an item for you to pick up. Then you're back to the main path. I think there's like one really like pretty decent area that has some like uh, uh, it was the route where you have the uh, fossil lady. Yes, yes, the, the, that, yes. There, there's some inter- yeah, yeah. Some little that small was, things. Yeah. That that was a small moment of like, okay, you know, there's some there's some pathfinding. You know, I'm not I'm not asking for complex mazes that take an hour to solve, but a little <laughs> bit more of like tr- actually trying to find the path forward than just you know I'm just gonna go down this road, and at yeah. the end of the road mm-hmm. is my destination. <laughs> To, to, to that point, to that point of like linear design, and I, you know, like I, I joked about this, but I'm like, I really like that this game is only 20 hours. Um, and I think it's in some ways very much a fault of this oversimplification of the game to the point where um, you are essentially like you feel like it's like, okay, beat gym leader, walk to the next place, beat gym leader, right? Um, and it, the one thing that you know I I don't want in the games is for it to become a chore to beat the game. Um, yeah. So so I I actually really like that it was twenty hours. I mean I was also joking that like you know I'm I'm a little older now. I don't I don't have time to to beat a fifty hour game, <laughs> a hundred hour game. Twenty hours sounds uh, just about right. Um, but you know and, and then you can argue about like the cost and, and yeah that that's I'm sure that's a big one too. It's like it's still full full value cost and people are complaining about like going only 20 hours that was that was i guess the complaint um but part of me likes the fact i could beat the game and not feel like i've you know yeah i i don't need 300 400 hour games all the time (laughs) yeah you know people people really get hung up on the price which i really understand because like game prices these days are getting really really high and you know people have to make choices on what they're going to do for their entertainment but I would much rather play an eight-hour game that's really good than do mindless side quests for three uh, 300 hours. And this isn't even, like, mindless side quests. This is, like, the main point it's of the game. mindless main quest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let, let's talk about the story, because I, I know you brought this up. I think all these games will live and die on how good you can make the story. I, I honestly think so at this point. Like at this point, like we know what the formula is, right? Yeah. And 
they are trying to be creative with the gimmicks and i i respect the the difficulties that they have of i mean this is the same problem that uh, a lot of other franchises run into where it's like okay we've powered everything up to the max and now we have to power it up anymore or we have to find some way to make this interesting like why why do i still care about goku you know uh yeah. so <laughs> so um i i appreciate that but it's i think ultimately we you don't need a large scale story to make it interesting. You just need an interesting story. So I think scope wise, okay, I actually I actually like the fact that in this game there was not um, there's not like the outlandish things were kind of kept to a minimum, okay. Because for me, when if like if you're doing storytelling, it's okay to have a small scope. It's okay to be focused on a particular character. The problem is, okay, is if you do a small scope, you need to build some kind of intrigue, some kind of mystery, um, and some kind of story between the, you know, let's just say three or four characters that you're focusing on instead of this whole world that's 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 fading. So let's just say there was this background story, for example, um, in Pokemon, and it's like, okay, the world's ending, adults are trying to take care of it, or whatever. Um, your main story that you're following can't just be, oh, I'm getting all these badges and I want to be the best, okay? Because that is a story by itself that has been done too many times. Yeah. <laughs> and you're I mean, not going to do it in of some... every single Pokemon game. <laughs> it, it's in too many times. But on top of it, it's like, if that is your story, there needs to be some element of things I don't know what's going to happen, Okay. And never does this game do that for me. Okay, there's never a point in the story where I'm like, okay, or sorry, there are things that are unexpected that happen. Okay, but yeah, none but of the things like, that are unexpected I, or the happen. Thing I can think of that's really me... unexpected is just kind of because your characters decide to subscribe to Moon Logic for an afternoon. But <laughs> um, I'm referring to the point where you're where Hop's brother Leon is late for dinner, so naturally you decide to. Uh, break into the headquarters of local <laughs> Megacorp and you get to the top and he was just late finishing his meeting and you just leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I think if you have... Yeah, I think there has to be some kind of meaningful intrigue uh, or meaningful events that, that feel like, okay, this is intriguing. What is this about? And I think that's where this f story ultimately fails, right? Is that, yes, you have this bigger plot, but there's no, like, small or, you know, no characters that, that really get built up to be, you know, more than just whatever shallow caricature they are on the outside. Yeah, so, honestly, I feel like the big problem with Sword and Shield, um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, is it's a plot that's kind of torn between two extremes because it's on one hand it's <laughs> trying to tell this like very down to earth very small scale story about you know a kid his friend their rival their rivals you know this group of four children you know working their way through this pokemon league but they don't really go anywhere with it you know you could have a good pokemon story that is just I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Man, I didn't even think of it this way, but when you put it that way, like that makes so much sense. Like they should have either went, okay, 
it's bananas and there's just craziness and we see the craziness and it's happening everywhere. Or if you're going to do a small scale scope, uh, do it properly. Focus on this, these four characters. Yeah. Focus on these four characters, make a character driven story, you know, develop these people, you know, they're children going on. What is honestly a pretty like intense task and a lot of them have a lot of expectations put upon them like uh bead is trying to uh you know get to terms with the fact that like the chairman chose him he's trying to live up to that expectation he and the chairman betrays him and he like loses everything he has to reinvent himself and that's that's in the game it's barely touched on beads like that could be a main plot (laughs) It could be a main plot of the game, honestly. You know, Marnie is trying to... Her her town is economically, like, not doing great. She's out there representing this town who loves her, who honestly love her a bit too much because they're causing all this ruckus just, like, supporting her every step of the way. And she has to live up to these expectations, and she's not really relevant to the main plot. <laughs> and I... I like she could be like her story was pretty intriguing as well and it's like maybe not the story itself but like the aesthetic the the, that whole like kind of weird like punk grunge kind of look I thought was really cool so I thought there's a lot more you could do with that yeah you know there there are characters here these 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 characters could have arcs and like learn (laughs) from each other and develop as people and, you know, it comes to a final thing with you and Hop battling it out. And you could lose to Hop. That would be that that would be very interesting. Because, like, Hop's trying to, like, live up to the legacy of his older brother. And in game, you just repeatedly crush him. <laughs> Can I just say, like... A far, like let's just say let's just say we kept this a small scope story, right? It's just them; they're trying to be the best, whatever, right? Uh, Hop, you know, becoming maybe not evil, but becoming like a jerk at the end because of the story arc also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because like you he's know, literally all the stress, all the expectations. <laughs> You know, you could have like, a he, subplot where, like... He can't live where, up like, to his brother. There's this other kid who's, like, taking his spot that he believes is rightly his. Like, yeah, you, you know, know what I mean? You know, maybe if we're keeping this small scale, have Leon, like, have it be revealed that, like, Leon has cheated to get to where he is and, like, just shatter Ooh. Hop's, like, perceptions. Like, you oh. could tell something really good here. But the darkest of days is coming and we have to get the wolf... <laughs> The wolf defenders of Galar to like fight the space alien, and it's like what? Stop! <laughs> you don't need to go. Like the best, the best Pokemon stories for me are in um, Diamond and Pearl and Black and White for opposite reasons. Because you know we'll get into those games in more detail, but Diamond and Pearl goes really big like, like they just go nuts like diamond pearls like everything and the di- kitchen sink <laughs> yeah it's you, you know you're just you're fighting you're fighting gods for the for the for the fate of the universe like it's 
insane. But because it's all <laughs> insane, it all fits. <laughs> well, there's a certain point of campiness if you just accept it. Like it's yeah. so enjoyable. If you just you know? if you just take insanity and run. Wait, wait, was it. was this like okay? So like it's been a while since I played those games. I, I we probably should really focus this on Pokemon Sword Shield, but I do want to bring this up because you you can remind me was. Oh no no! Uh, was it the one? What is the game that like, all of a sudden the Elite Four like disappears and some other thing like appears? In its that's place? that's black and white. Black okay, and white. Okay. Though, <laughs> black and white. I'm gonna say is more small scale as as Pokemon games go. Yeah, yeah. because you're constantly dealing with the antagonist in that game. You're learning like where he came from, where he gets his opinions. You disagree with him but you agree with him on a couple different things and it culminates in this big set piece and the foundation of his belief is shaken and you you have your pokemon battle he doesn't admit he's wrong he doesn't think at the end of the day he doesn't like recant his beliefs he doesn't um you know and he's not cartoonishly evil he still has his beliefs but he goes out to go and reinvent himself and it's a much more character driven story. So I think, I think ultimately, yeah, our big takeaway uh, from this particular game, like, you know, ignoring, you know, you can have your Dynamax gimmick. Um, you can have, you know, every, every other random gimmick they added in this. Okay. Wild area, all those things. Okay. Um, but I think f- for a single player game, the story has to be there and whether you go crazy with it or whether it's it's a small scale intrigue type story um you have to make sure that that those things keep you captivated okay like i think i think most people who play the games can accept that okay this is like when you when you go into the pokemon battle it's like the action scene of a movie okay but can i can i tell you what the worst action movie is the worst oh. action movie is the one that sets up for 30 minutes and then for an hour and a half is just action, okay? Or and when I mean action it's like it's it's just action with no other breaks. It just does action <laughs> and then like you're you're halfway through a movie and you're looking at your watch, okay? Yeah. And I think I think if we want to like uh, make an analogy for this game's uh, story to um, to a movie that would probably be the most accurate and probably I mean, its biggest. If fault. I want to make that action movie analogy, this is a movie. This is an action movie where every single time, like the big car chase or the action or like the trains going off the rails, y- the main character actively like turns around and walks away <laughs> and goes back to studying for their exams. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, okay. Okay. Is there any let's, things? Oh yes, well, I was I, just I was... gonna say. Like, let's now let's put away the story for a little bit. Yes, um, yes. Because we're talking about a Pokemon game. We haven't even talked about the Pokemon in the Pokemon game. Ah, that's kind of funny. Because <laughs> is it weird for me to to say that I I uh, I, I don't know if I <laughs> I don't know if I want to say this, but I'm just gonna say at this point, right? Like. I really don't need that many new Pokemon. <laughs> is that weird? I mean, Did that's it... entirely fair. Like, you know, there's like I a like million a couple. Now. <laughs> I like a couple, you know, just to mix things up a little bit. 
you know have some cool legendaries and i'm good <laughs> have some cool legendaries a couple cool pseudo legendaries but like if we're going with the conceit that pokemon fill like you know natural niches in the environment how many different like completely different varieties of like rats are there at this point <laughs> <laughs> well i mean listen that's what city and urbanization leads to just uh, rats no, i mean yeah, that, that is fair but like <laughs> it's too realistic okay adults trying to deal with children's problems too many rats in the city <laughs> yeah i mean we, we don't need hundreds more pokemon um i think honestly but... if every game had 20 like really cool pokemon i'd be good at this point yeah, I think, th- I think decks, that would be a really good sweet spot. Um, um, thinking about the legendaries, what did you think about the legendaries in this? Um, oh, like the main, the main two here. I mean, there's only uh, three in the base game, so what's what's the what's the third? One? I'm trying to remember it here now. Uh, it's the big poison dragon alien thing. Yes, that thing was kind of cool um i actually really like the special moves they were they were very very anime i really like like this i I had pokemon sword so i like the sword uh slash thing that like went full anime on you and like made it really cool i i really enjoy that i like i like that idea of um these are special pokemon so like their move is is like uh kind of you know looks extra cool um also by the way like hyper beam looks sick i really like how hyper beam looks and it's it's not even the beam it's the way the pokemons react when they're in hyper beam this is a completely separate topic but um when pokemon's getting hit by hyper beam they're like stuttering backwards it's great anyway uh (laughs) eternatus is the uh um big wireframe pokemon uh yeah, Eternatus is fine. Uh, I think I, I like the Pokemon Shield. It, it's kind of um, like, you know, kind of the motif of uh, Suicune and 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 those those Pokemon. Yeah, I definitely got a big uh, Suicune vibe from Zacian and Zamazenta. I guess um, there wasn't really like some games have like the like main two or three, and then they have all these others. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like other big random ones. And this game really didn't have those. Yeah, there's more in the expansions, to my understanding. You played them, I, I didn't, so I'll have to so, refer to you on that. I've currently played through the Isle of Armor, um, and we can talk about that in a second. Um, and I'm currently playing through the Crown Tundra. That's that's my uh, weekly Saturday Twitch stream <laughs> of, <laughs> of playing through t- uh, Crown Tundra. And it's actually, it was, it's a good sign that I ended my Twitch stream. And I was like, I actually want to keep playing through this. So that's a good sign. That's all I'll say. Well, I'm glad um, to hear that. Because, like, you know, as much as I bag on Sword and Shield, I don't want Sword. I, I, I don't want Sword and Shield to be bad. And if they no, have... no, no. Listen, listen. If you've listened to all these complaints, it's not. You know, I, and I like a lot of these things. A lot of these uh, reviews that we do, they'll probably be more or less complaints. I just feel like, you know. The franchise is, is at the is at the point now where it's like I truly do not know how they make a new game that people really enjoy and is creative. Um 
but stacks up against older games in the series. That's like, fair. And for for my for my perspective, I'm not going to stand in front of a microphone and do a one hour podcast on something that I actually hate. <laughs> if I if I hate something and I don't want anything to do with it, I'm not going to get the energy to talk about it for an hour. I mean, that could be pretty entertaining, though. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I'm if I'm complaining about something, it's because there's stuff here that's good. There's stuff here I want to see that is better. And I really deeply care about what I'm talking about. I might not be right. People can have different opinions. People might think I'm wrong. I'm probably off base on a lot of stuff. But talking about this stuff and imagining the better ways a Pokemon could develop, I think it's important. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. I think so too. Uh, yeah, so there's the legendaries you want to talk about. Um, how about the starters? What, what do you f- th- feel about the starters in this game? Um, I liked... I actually liked them more than a lot of other people did. Um, Sobble's final evolution was a bit odd. But... <laughs> is, is that the... Is that the, like... Like, spy? Yeah, you, it becomes like the slender, like, femme fatale spy salamander. Which was a bit odd. Um... <laughs> Well, because, like, you know, it's it's very shy and bashful, and then, you know, it, come, it, it like, gets a bit of a street kid vibe, and then just, like, James Bond. and <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd turn. Not the weirdest turn in Pokemon Evolutions, but I actually really liked uh, Score Bunny's evolutionary line. Yeah, it uh, looks pretty, it looks pretty theme. cool. I wish it had been Fire Electric, though. Hmm. I thought I, you know, when I saw like this soccer theme, I had that idea, and I thought, yeah, that's probably just me like making a preconception, and getting is it is it fighting idea. fire? No, it's just pure fire. Because it kind of looks like a fighting fire too. I mean, like it could be a little yeah, bit like a. They did an odd thing with this generation, and they made them pure types, despite the fact that they don't look like pure types. It's not, you know. I guess I guess maybe if you're if you're planning on on battling with them in in a professional setting, it may be more relevant. But uh, to me, who just plays through the games, it is not as I guess I don't know. Maybe my my level of care for this particular detail isn't as much. I chose a Groki um, as my starter, mm. um, and as you can probably I think... tell from my comments, I picked uh, Score Bunny. Score Bunny, yeah, you know, Score Bunny's solid. I think what I really liked is uh. The idea of some of the um, the giant like wooden hammers, <laughs> boom! It's so funny to see every time. Uh, so I, I really like Grokey's uh, little evolution here. Starts like as a cute cute little monkey, and then it's like this giant gorilla type Pokemon. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of funny to have it like running behind you uh, in the later point in the game uh, where you have Pokemon running behind you. Um, it's even more funny is having a whale lord. <laughs> uh, uh, whale but I digress. Lord. I'm getting away from from our topic here. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think it's uh, very solid designs here. A, li- a little weird with that that third one, um, but it's kind of I think 
you know this is the tough thing is actually with starters i will look up what the last evolution looks like oh definitely 100 percent. and it's it's like you know i feel like in these games you almost wish you didn't have to like there's some part of me that wishes you don't have to look up some of this stuff like because imagine imagine starting with uh sobble and like expecting some really cool final evolution uh and then getting this and not that this evolution is bad but if you're not expecting it you might be expecting some like really epic one and then you're yeah like, oh <laughs> i mean i will admit you know when i was a kid and didn't have ready access to the internet that's basically how i played you know i picked torchic because i, I chose torchic too i don't like torchic's final evolution but i thought oh torchic i love actually... blaziken blaziken's one of my favorite pokemon before i found out he was broken as... <laughs> broken in the competitive scene <laughs> You know what's funny? Like, I don't think I like the look of Torchic, but I really liked all the movesets. <laughs> is that is that a weird thing to say? Um, no, I mean, I Sky Uppercut is just... It's such a good... It's so good. good. Okay. <laughs> uh, refocusing it back. Okay, so we'll... we'll uh, yeah, we'll leave the starters there. I think the starters are pretty cool. I have no complaints, and all the all the beginning starters look pretty cute. Um, so yeah, I, I have no problems with, with the this particular starter set. Um... Yeah, I guess the one thing I would like to maybe get into here is uh, talking a little bit about the expansion. So, is there before I do that, I would I would like to ask: Is there any other aspect of the game that you would like to discuss? Because I, I I'm definitely open uh, to anything else that we might not have talked about. Uh, let's see. So we talked about the wild area. Um, I will touch on for something about the wild area. Um, I wish it had had it had had the extra time for it because it has mm. some pretty weird technical issues with it. You know, we haven't really talked about any technical issues, but the wild. Oh yes, is... we can talk about technical issues here. <laughs> yeah, like the wild area gets really choppy. Um, and like it's the switch. <laughs> it's not. You know, this isn't running on a PS5, so like I'm not expecting perfection on a f- with like 4k graphics or anything like this but it gets it gets really choppy and then there's also like the weird the weird way that weather works i kind of like how weather works i wish it had a bit more of a fade in you like cross an imaginary line and all of a sudden it's a <laughs> giant thunderstorm <laughs> and you yes. can't see weather ahead of you either it, it's just it's a little you know just a couple little things that kind of like I wouldn't say spoil the experience, but you know, after you experience things like Breath of the Wild on Switch, it's polished. You like, it's like you you want to see a couple raindrops, and then it gets a little faster, and then you have your rain. You know, you want to see that. Yeah, transition. you know, it, it's a bit of a cliche thing, but you know, um, I guess for when this game came out, it's 2019. Uh, <laughs> you know, games have evolved past. You know, you cross this line, and it's torrential downpour um and you look back and it's you look back where you were it's torrential downpour you step over there it's a bright sunny day you know we've we've kind of gone past that uh it's amazing to think about though because i i feel like um yeah this this is what the expectations that this you know all the newer generations are dealing with now right um, yeah because gaming's compared... evolving a lot it's you know it's not just pokemon in a vacuum gaming itself also keeps advancing and there's new expectations let's talk about that actually this idea of pokemon in the vacuum because i kind of feel like they've very much geared their last so what the last two official releases is 
uh let's go right and uh and this one and i feel like there has been a big push for making the games very much child friendly in the sense of like you yeah no (laughs) no i definitely agree like there's uh let's go eevee and pikachu were very much geared at like bringing in that pokemon go audience Mm -hmm. um and like the games themselves have been adding a lot of uh convenience features like the rivals these days (laughs) it it might be that i'm better at pokemon than when i was a six-year-old thinking that cut was the most powerful attack in the game or just power leveling my starter Pokemon. But rivals these days aren't as tough as they were back in the day. Like I remember, I remember playing the old Pokemon games and, you know, I'd walk, I'd be walking up a staircase (laughs) and I'd stop. And I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) I, I agree. Like, okay. So I don't, I don't mind the feature of like, whether you want to battle yes or no. Like, that's not bad. That's not a bad Uh, thing. But I think there is something to, like, I think maybe, I don't know if I, I'm sure there was times that, like, you know, my Pokemon fainted, right? Um, and, and, I, and I blacked out to a, a Pokemon center. But I think those times are usually when I'm catching Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think there is something to having the difficulty level um, maybe a little higher in some of these games. And perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it's this child-friendly approach or... And, like... like just have difficulty like, it's okay po- yes <laughs> yeah yeah no, no 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 like not even just like make things difficult in general like that's good because like you know kids aren't stupid you know we played the old pokemon games as kids they got popular with kids um listen like any kid that's like 10 or older is looking up all the things online yeah like it's okay to make it a little harder <laughs> yeah you know um you know, kids these days are playing Fortnite and whatnot. Like these, you know, they're not just doing like color association. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because, uh, like, like I, I honestly think, like, and like their fear is like, okay, like people won't get it if it's difficult. But if they sold a Pokemon game and made it more difficult, it's like I think people assume that kids are just gonna be like, oh, I don't want to play it. I can't beat it. Um, you can even, but put I a think you'd be scaling. Sub- like, this game is all level-gated, right? It is, yeah. Like, you could just have easy mode, you know... You could Pokemon actually have an easy are, mode. You know, like, you know, this was in black and white. Like, they, they had the difficulty modifiers. Although you had to beat the game to unlock easy mode, which was a bit odd. Uh, but, you know, that that can be discussed Actually, that later. makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> That 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 can be discussed in black and white. We can talk about the insanity yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens in those games then. Um but you know, you could have easy mode, you know, things are like four levels lower, you know, the the gym leaders don't have full restores, they only have like hyper potions or something. Oh yeah, li- literally if no no, literally if you just like got rid of items on gym leaders, uh and that could be an easy mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like honestly. That you could know, be it. You could and then you have like hard mode where like you know the trainers have two extra pokemon and um you know they have uh you know regular trainers have full restores (laughs) like 
maybe that's why like when we think of our all the older games and we, we enjoy them so much is that difficulty in like the everyday moments in the game was fun to figure out was it was a little puzzle to figure out um, yeah you know and the, it, it's like oh no you know my pokemon is poisoned i have to get to the pokemon center uh and there is a you know there's this new trainer that i need to battle but if i lose to this new trainer i'm going to be sent back to the other pokemon center <laughs> you know like 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 stuff where it's like it's like not at all relevant but all of a sudden you're faced with this like very difficult task and it's like okay let me figure this out let me save and actually figure out this random battle or not yeah. even save you might go into it and you're like you don't realize that you can't beat them and then boom you have to you have to kind of start back but i think you know I think that's like, a really good point these these games aren't um to you know we're talking we're, we're kind of talking about pokemon's developed in a vacuum but like the tr the trainer battles themselves literally are in a vacuum. You're going into a separate mode. You know you don't have to render the individual pokeballs on the on the belts of the trainers. You they have what Pokemon you say they do. You they don't call out the names. There isn't extra animation. There is very little cost to having graduated difficulty levels and. If they put that in, that would go over. I imagine that would go over really well with the fan base because you'd have, you know, stuff for very younger kids. They have an easy mode that they can get through. You know, kids, kids on the playground can talk about how like they beat Pokemon uh, on hard, and you know, they get a bit of rep for a week because <laughs> you know these are the things important in uh, on these are things important in the playground. Um, and experienced players get that uh, uh, challenge that they're craving. You know, they Game Freak knows how to make challenging Pokemon battles because that's that's what the Battle Frontier is. Mm -hmm. it, you know, you have trainers whipping out, um, you know, sandstorm teams and whatnot. <laughs> like they know how to make battles difficult. They just don't. And I don't know if it's like laziness or, you know, they, they just don't think of it or the deadlines are too much. Cause like, you know, we're, we're talking about all these things like they could do or should do or whatnot. There is the very real thing that these games are made on a very tight deadline because, because they have they, to come out with to... the new anime season. Oh, okay. And isn't on top of it, like, isn't it a copyright thing as well? At least, at least from what I remember. Is like with, or has that already been finished? Like, where Game Freak like has to make a game every so often to keep their copyright. That that's a thing that's that kind of like nomenclature is just thrown around on the internet a lot without people actually understanding how copyright law works. Okay, how, so explain to it while we're here, so I'm not. Uh, or do you so, not? <laughs> so. I'll, I'll I I can explain to you like offline you know, here. more about copyright law, but for this in particular, how Pokemon works is you have an anime season that's being developed. You have trading cards being made, and these all have simultaneous launches. You got to get the game out to meet with them. You cannot have delays. Mm, and that's like, that's essentially. They they have to cut a lot of corners for that, and that's probably why like we have not seen 
you know things like voice acting or, or things like um well on the flip side i will say these are very tight deadlines you know and they yeah. have to meet them but pokemon is the most wealthy media franchise on the planet <laughs> they can hire more people <laughs> yes yes of course I, I, that's actually a really good point it's you know, like, I, I, it's like I yes do. they have deadlines but they could probably expand everything that does pokemon to like 20 30 40 times bigger and still uh have billions and billions of dollars. yeah like I, I i work in software i do recognize that you can't just throw 400 developers at a problem and expect it to be solved because you have to train those 400 developers but if you start now and in like three years you have a you have this giant team who can crank these Gets, out like clockwork yeah. you can do very impressive things you know they're voicing an anime season every year you can do voice acting <laughs> you can get yes. voice actors in to do these lines in several localizations you can it, it, it's a matter of money but you have the money so i guess yeah maybe maybe that's another big thing is is I, it's good to bring up uh, about sword and shield is the fact that yes there's a time crunch but also yes by by now by this this like doing this for so long they should probably have a more a bigger more experienced team uh uh in, in place but um you know you never right. you never know <laughs> now that's that's enough about sword and sword and shield let's talk about the sword and shield expansions which yes i will yes. let you take away yeah let, let's talk about the sword and shield expansion uh the first of the Sword and Shield expansion um, has you introduced to a very uh, cute Pokemon, I guess, um, <laughs> in the Isle of Armor, uh, which is this little island that's located um, off the coast of uh, Britain, I guess, as you were calling it, <laughs> uh, the Galar region. Um, I guess the the one, one big takeaway from the first one is it's all wild area, so all the expansion is pretty much just all wild area. A nice little touch. Um to, to to add to everything uh which you know kind of makes you think like i don't know, once again makes me like wonder it's like it's cool but it's not like so cool that 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 i feel like blown away i, I mean it's nice to like roam around a bit um but it kind of feels especially the isle armor kind of feels like a just a very another very big wild area um but then you have also uh the this like whole dojo motif um and you find the i'm skipping on the name right now it's it's been a while since, since i played through the first of the expansions but uh what is it it's essentially uh yes you you go and you talk to this person called mustard okay who's your your dojo uh you know your master of the dojo uh, and his wife honey and you make a little base there, so it's like this unexplored area. I'm kind of wondering like... if that has to do with the fact that the theme of the expansion is the yellow. The yellow... What do you mean? Mustard. Honey. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't <laughs> even know that. That it, that could have been someone who made the translations who thought it was clever. Um, but yeah, there's there's like a lot of kind of mini-games. There's this like other girl that's kind of weird uh, and, and she wants to be... Uh, or either yeah, you either have Claire, this girl, or um, Avery, which I don't know. I didn't play Shield, so I don't know what Avery's like. But uh, but Claire is this like very weird, like kind of almost. If if you know anything about anime, it's like this like 
I guess it's like secretly like she she she's gonna like stab you in the back with a knife. That's kind of the, the yeah. Feel. You know, I looked up a picture of her. I definitely get that vibe. Um. So uh, you can <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of it's kind of fun. The, this like a little interaction, and she like she wants to be like this like cool student. Um, but you kind of take on that role because you are main character that inserts themselves in main character roles. Um, and you get, yeah, uh, you get a Kubafu, Kubafu, uh, which is a little cute kind of uh, Pokemon that will evolve into your Shifu. And then depending on which tower you go to, there's like kind of two evolutions, one that's like water and one that's like dark. Um, and th- that Pokemon's really cool. Actually, you know, we we're, we're talking about the legendary Pokemon earlier. I really did like this Pokemon. Um, story was... Mm. The story itself, the little, like, mini-story was fine. The only problem is it, it kind of... It tried to force you to explore, which is kind of annoying. Because it was, like, find all these, like, random things around the island. Um, yeah. It, it's... It's like it's tough because like I feel like if you are doing exploring, it has to be like exploring to like figure out some secret or figure out some bigger thing. But this was kind of like explore and find these specific things <laughs> as you're exploring. Uh, yeah, which, which, I, which I, I feel like explore, exploration is generally better done uh, more freeform. Yeah, yeah. So like, I want you to incite me to to want to explore without there being like random you know uh laborious or, or uh what's the worst word a random chore a to do while i'm doing it yeah. uh but but overall it's um there's some cool little like like clever things it looked you know in some ways it was a lot more direct of a story than uh the main <laughs> the main story so i did like that part uh i i enjoyed it it was not it's not anything like that completely blew me away, um, but it was a nice little kind of side mission story. So, yeah, that's kind of my takeaway. Um, you said though you really like you were really liking um, the Crown Tudra. Yeah, so I, I've only played about like three hours, so I just I just started uh, playing the Crown Tundra. Um, okay, I like the story in the Crown Tundra. Okay, um, but they have this like little mini game. <laughs> The Dynamax minigame, which I am frustrated with. Um, so essentially is... I guess you are on a... What's the word? You know you know, in, like, Super Smash Bros., you, like, if you ever play a campaign in Super Smash Bros., you, like, walk around. Or, like, even Mario, okay? You, like, walk around from, like, dot to dot, you know? You know that motif? Right. Before you, like, go into the world. Yeah. So it's kind of that, except there's Dynamax battles. Okay, that's um, a bit odd. It's a bit odd. Uh, when you get to the end, though, you get like some super legendary Pokemon that you can try to catch. So that's kind of like this like mini game thing, um, and you also get Dynam- uh some kind of Dynamax thing. It's like it's like uh, here. Let me let me make sure I get the name right. Uh, uh, yes, it's the Max Layer. That's what it's called, and it has. Um, it has Dynite Ore, so you'll get Ore kind of as you're going through this mini game, uh, and that you can get stuff with it uh, from a shop. But also, it helps. You need it for the main batch of the story, okay? But the main batch of the story is essentially um, there is this area. There's this this winter area. Also, by the way, where does the second expansion take place? It's actually on the south of the map, so I thought that was pretty cool. 
it's not a different island it's just the south of the map that you weren't able weren't able to explore um before um but yeah the story starts off in this you know you kind of you kind of go to this area called uh, or this this city i don't know if city is the right place village called the freezington which is uh you know say what you want about that translation but uh um and you meet this uh this dad that like really wants to get his daughter to like join him on an awesome adventure and his daughter like escapes so you battle the dad and you beat him and then the daughter convinces you to uh to go on this adventure with the dad so you and this dad are going this adventure um and um you go to this village in the village uh the long story short there's a whole bunch of like mysteries that you're kind of figuring out so you kind of you're kind of becoming like these detectives that are figuring out all these mysteries of the tundra which i think is nice it's actually you know from speaking from like a story perspective the dad is like this overly enthusiastic character but it actually adds because okay we have we are getting these clues together and we are figuring out uh, what's going on we're, we're trying to solve some mysteries okay i actually really like it it's like this it in some ways it has it has intrigued me more than than some of the other stories in this game uh well whether that will continue is another thing uh but there's also okay so there's this there's essentially i don't know if like a king or, or like this pokemon that was king of the bountiful harvest so it's like this king that like brought good crops to to freezington um, and it's been like disappeared so you're kind of talking to villagers about it and like they don't remember or some of them remember a little bit about this pokemon some don't um and th- this pokemon takes over possesses okay the dad to talk to you that's the only way he can talk to you which is kind of fun um and you figure out so i'm at the point of the story now where you figure out that uh that there was some horse there was some mighty steed um and depending on what kind of carrot you give uh you'll get like one or the other version of this horse so that's kind of cool um we'll see where that goes um but (laughs) in order to get the carrots from the villagers who like are growing the carrots they want dynite or (laughs) oh geez (laughs) (laughs) so so (laughs) that's where i end my stream where i'm like i actually really want to see where this goes in the story uh but i'm gonna have to uh to to do some more dynite battles which it's not that the max layer is bad because if if anything, if you told me, okay, play this mini game, get a get a random legendary Pokemon from Pokemon Pass, uh, not not a bad deal if you make it through. Another thing about the thing is you only get to keep one, so even if you like capture other Pokemon, because you have like four battles in a row, Dynam- Dynamax battles. Even if you capture other ones, you only get to keep one, and you usually will probably just keep the last one because it's like some legendary. Um, right, that's a bit of a but, choice, but but yeah, the my only frustration is that the Dynamax the the dynamax battles take um so much time yeah Uh, so on the whole how would you rate the dlc against the main game does it fix some of the issues you were you we highlighted does does it show like a bit of a path forward for pokemon i i want more of this mini story with freezington like it this this has me more caught up in this little story that like literally is like okay there's this town that that no longer has like all these like nice harvest and you have to help the 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 pokemon king regain his power (laughs) that's that's kind of the (laughs) plot but but it's it's like a small little contained store it is it's different and it's a little mystery and i think in general um you know it's tough but when when the story after the story is better than the actual story it's a bad sign um yeah because it what it means is essentially 
if your epilogue or your like additional story is better is that you could have used that as your main story and it probably would have been a better game um i the isle of armor is it's not bad as an expansion um it's almost <laughs> i guess like I guess the way I would call it, like describe it is it's almost like a sitcom episode. Mm. <laughs> like you just have a host of wacky characters and like you're all like, okay, who's going to be the, the master martial artist? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a special episode of a sitcom <laughs> and you have like this wacky like person who's in charge of the dojo and his wacky wife and, and there's a uh, hilarity ensues, right? It's kind of the way, um, not as much intrigue. Uh, I was not, I I'm so far so far you know and once again you know it would have been better had I had I been in the complete expansion before here um but uh so far uh I think that I am enjoying the second expansion more um maybe maybe the last thing we can talk about so so first of all your reactions to that as someone who didn't play the expansion and then we can talk about a little bit what of what we think of expand the idea of expansion in general well, I have to say I'm interested. Um, you know, I'd I'd kind of heard that they were better than the uh, main game, but mm-hmm. you know, I was so burnt out after finishing Sword and Shield. Well, just Sword, but the main game that I never really got the drive to like dive back in and mm-hmm. you know pay money to dive back in. Yeah, no, I think that's completely, completely fair, right? Because like, but uh, I think it does lend some credence to kind of like what we were talking about earlier, that you know they're trying different story things. You're really much more engaged in the Crown Tundra, which is you know doing something different. You know, you're not trying to get gym badges. There's there's a there's like a mystery that you're solving. You're you're in one town that's having a lot more development for it. It's not just like a town that has a gym that you leave like you're interacting with the residents it's almost like i almost feel like pokemon can get to a point where you can still have the gym badges and like the elite four okay um but like like this might be wild but i almost think like what if you just had three main areas and like yes there's a gym to beat but you every area has like a full little story that you kind of figure out as you go right um yeah and i i like and it it's just i i think there's a lot of this like smaller scope storytelling that can do a lot of good where okay i'm literally getting dynamite ore to get carrots and yes it's a hassle but the idea that i am going through this dynamax cave to get carrots is pretty funny to me so um uh i I think yeah just just a a little more small-scale storytelling i think would would help the games a lot or you know go all out you know at this point but but um I, i i think it's just if you you have less room for error if you're telling intriguing smaller stories um, no, exactly. Then, if you are if you are telling a really grand story, you have to keep me interested and not just big bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Now, on the subject of expansions in general, I think I touched a little bit 
on like one of the downsides because you know I didn't have a great experience with sword and I wasn't terribly enthused to pay money to go back in mm-hmm. and that's kind of kept me from touching these expansions I I personally feel like there's a better chance for me to get this than Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That I will agree with. I did not touch Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And so I think for that reason, like from a marketing perspective, it makes more sense. I would because... say, yeah, the expansions are are definitely better than, uh, you know, the third edition. Like, instead of buying a full game or waiting two years for another full game, it's like, okay, like, it's at least half the cost of the full game, right? So, I'm going to be honest, for me, like, I don't think I've ever bought, like, the second version of a game. You know what I mean? I have, but... Yeah, yeah, okay. But, but like, that's my point. It's like, I, at least for me particularly, I had never bought, like, I had Ruby, but I never had um, Emerald, right? I had... uh, you know, or or I had like, I bought Heart Gold, right? But that's like at that point, it's a complete, it's a, in yeah. some ways, a very different game than, it, than it's an extremely different game. Um, I mean, it's the same, but it's different. Uh, the but, only but, third yeah. third version I got was uh, Platinum. Platinum, yeah. And which we'll, you said we'll, was get, like, we'll get into that in its own episode because that's well, not just Platinum, but Diamond and Pearl. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, especially with with that whole thing going on. But um, so. I would say that it's success because of the fact that me, someone who hadn't bought these, was like, okay, well, I'm willing to pay half the price of the regular game to get these mini expansions, you know, to get 10 hours. Or, like, that's kind of how I thought of it. Okay, main game 20, expansions 10. Should it probably just all be the cost of the main game? Yes, I, 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 I do think so. With <laughs> maybe some of the bigger flaws in the main game. But I was at least willing to, to you know, put my money there because of the fact that it um it was yeah less it was easier for me to wrap around the idea of a of a completely separate little story um than okay remade base game you know yeah no i i can definitely agree with that you know we don't need pokemon gun (laughs) yeah like i I never bought ultra sun ultra moon i don't know if there's all too much differences between the original um i've heard like i i keep hearing conflicting amounts about how much differences there are it, it it feels like with that it was like if you had not bought the original it made yeah. sense to buy the new one but there was i, I kind of i from what i heard from people it's like there was no point of buying the uh that one if you already had the base game yeah that was my general impression and so i i imagine with this it's like okay well i have the base game and at least no matter what you say at least there's something new and intriguing to to explore um and it's also like what the this is like a frustration that I have as well. Um, but, uh, you know, we can talk about the national decks. That could be a whole episode. Uh, that could be a about... whole episode. Let's not get it, into the, the episode. Decks. The episode would be calling, uh, that episode would be called, uh, what's the word? Gotta catch them all, you know, <laughs> something. Yeah. Like that. Um, but, but a little more Pokemon you can catch. So that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, I transferred some of my Pokemon home, all, all the extra Pokemon home ep- uh, ones that I have, except for, except for the originals that I kind of, like to keep in home um i transferred to the game so i i may like i was kind of looking at the pokedex i'm like oh oh like it's within reason to actually complete the the specific galar region pokedex at some point so uh maybe that was something uh i'll do 
depending if I feel like it or not. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, you talking about the expansion is maybe interesting, maybe actually going back and trying it out. Like so. I said, I I would you know I, unless they have like sales for it, uh, I do I think it's worth the cost of the base game and the expansion together? No. Do I think the expansion itself is worth the cost? More than the original game, at least, <laughs> is my answer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so there you go. You can you can do what you want with that. Uh, I think well, we'll probably. Uh, yeah, I was oh, yeah. going to say we've gone a bit over our time here. We have. I mean, I've been I've been loving it, but uh, yeah, same. yeah. We we've got we've got over our time, and and it's it's good. It's good that we have a lot to talk about as opposed to little. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. Yep, thank you. Um, Matt, thank you for being on the show once again. We may one uh, I think you have your friend uh who I just learned the name today and now I do not have it in front of me. But Tristan. Your friend may, Tristan, your friend Tristan may join us uh, at some point. Uh we might we might try to fit in the next episode to have him on. So that'll be cool whatever the topic is. Um but yeah, here here's our second episode. Um once again, only promise I make is that from the release of this episode, the next episode will be up within the month. Um within the next month could be two weeks it could be a month uh kind of depending on how we're feeling with that anyway um yeah thanks for joining me matt i i I loved it thanks for having me and uh yeah we'll catch you all next time Bye -bye. bye